1: who collected comics in the 90s and now are super rich because they bought all those gimmick covers and paid for their kids' college tuition. Telling you the way it was when Superman died and everyone lost their freaking minds for comic books. If you can handle the truth, then get ready to step inside the land of Heroes, the Illustrated Podcast. Sup, suckers! Welcome to episode one of Heroes, The Illustrated Podcast, the show where we go back in time to tell you about the 90s comics craze through the pages of Hero Illustrated. I'm one of your heroic hosts, Joey Joslin from Jersey. Now, J. Jonah Jameson is my main man, Triple J, baby. I like the Joker, John Jones, Jam from Bloodlines, you know, Justice League, Justice Society, even Josie and the Pussycats, all right? If it's a comic with a J... I'm on board, that's my thing. Okay? And with me as always are my cousins from California. First up, we got the dude who reads his comics while riding the waves in Huntington Beach, wherever that is. It's the man called Blaze. Serps up, suckers. And of course the guy who's best friends with all those superhero costume characters charging you for photos on the streets of Hollywood. It's Kurt. Take five suckers. Let's rap. If you don't remember Hero Illustrated, all right, I don't know why you listen to this podcast, but Kurt, he's going to fill you in. Take it away.
0: Hero Illustrated was a comic book news magazine and, like, price guide that premiered in, like, July of 1993. It covered trading cards, action figures, and video games in a very slick package. I loved Hero so much. I hated Wizard because they would never print my art submissions, but Hero always would. No matter how bad my drawing was, Hero was there for me. I was a huge Image fan. Especially Spawn, because it was edgy, unlike all that other soft Marvel DC crap. And Todd McFarlane is king. If a comic book writer takes his shirt off at a convention, that's my guy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know it. Hey, Blaze,
2: you remember Hero Illustrated? Do I remember Hero Illustrated, bro? It was crazy, man. I was loving all that Valiant talk, like that Magnus Robot Fighter guy. He was awesome. Or that Ultraverse Prime dude, he's because he was like Shazam and Captain Marvel on steroids, and he was extreme. It was awesome.
1: Yeah bro all right uh, so here's the thing when i I'm, when I'm thinking about hero illustrated you know when i when i go back and i think about it you know i was reading that other comics magazine you know that other one you know like 91 92 cuz they were a the hot new thing like image was to comics but then a new hot thing came along and i jumped on the hero illustrated train to get all my comics news just like i jumped from reading only marvel for rob liefeld's art to only image for liefeld's art it's kind of the same thing, you know? And Hero Illustrated, it just did things the other comics magazines wouldn't. That's that's why I called you guys up, right? About doing this podcast? Nobody is talking about how awesome Hero Illustrated is. I used to go to the comic shop on a Saturday. I'd grab my copy of Hero Illustrated, get a tasty cake from Wawa, okay? Get a cherry water ice from Readers, and just hang out in the park. It was heaven. And I especially remember Hero had a, a Batman Nightfall Special Edition, which is something Wizard never did they only did a a death of superman special lame okay now speaking of the nerds over a wizard all right all right get a load of this in a letter from the publisher steve harris refers to himself as quote The Keeper of the Cheese. Ah! And editor John Danovich, he mocks Garib Sheamus. You gotta do it. In a photo of him with a costume, Marvel characters around him, you know? And he says, I'm not a big cheese. Ah! So right out of the gate, they are sticking it to Wizard. You gotta love it. They they were like the Howard Stern in the comics magazines, you know? Now let's talk a little bit about what came in this issue of Hero Illustrated because, you know, you might get a card in wizard magazine you're gonna get a card okay but they hero they are racking up what 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 blaze tell them what they're giving us here because this is some good stuff
2: so bros if we got like this uh this barbed wire card over here we got this this awesome uh boneyard card i got this amazing star trek deep space nine i was riding the waves and tearing this thing up Oh, my God, it was amazing. Then we got this Batman Grendel book. It was sick, bro, sick. And then we got this X-Men
1: extra large awesome poster. It was crazy. I mean, that, that's kind of what it was all about, right? You got to give us the gimmicks. You got to give us the fun. And Hero Illustrated, they weren't going to skimp on it, all right? Now, the other thing, speaking of fun, not to go off topic or anything here, but there, there's lots of ads for Game Boy in this issue. Do you guys remember Game Boy? Game Boy, oh, yeah. my jam, yo! I had so many Game Boy games. Oh,
2: it was sick! I was doing that that Super Mario Brothers and that like Wario World thing.
1: Oh, it was crazy! I was playing like the Ninja Turtles. I was playing uh Bart Simpson: Escape from Camp Deadly. What about Home Alone? Home Alone? Did anyone play
0: Home Alone? Uh, come on, bro! Home bro, Alone, please. Nah, bro, Kurt. What are you doing? No. How about Mortal Kombat? It yeah, better Mortal c- Kombat. It was better because oh. there was no blood. You know it. Black and white, no blood. Yeah, that's the way I like my Mortal Kombat. That green screen, baby. That's what it's about. That green screen. That's what.
1: Yeah, it was like the original. You know, it was better than the Tiger Electronics screen. You know, when the, the Game Gear comes along and we got color. Yeah, but you're eating up all the batteries. You can play Game Boy forever. You can play Game Gear for like five minutes. So come on. Now, uh, <laughs> I, I, look. I, I guess we I, we got to talk comics here. So, so Blaze, what do you got for us up top? So we got grifters. Giveaway
2: Grab Bag. So... There's, like, many contests in this issue. Hero really gave the fans amazing free stuff. Wizard, what they were giving away. They were giving that, like, gold Eternal Warrior number one for Wizard. Signed copies of their own magazine. Get out of here. They're crazy. They promise that in this issue, you can win Silver Surfer number one. The original Eric Larson cover art from Spider-Man 21, where he had the cybernetic limbs oh that was awesome yeah i love it believe that yeah available through various contests not just one con various contests you could win this stuff that was nuts you want to buy our loyalty hero go right ahead go ahead so we're gonna go and get into these contests now with grifter's giveaway grab bag holy moly get ready folks even before the magazine debuted, Hero was being super generous, man. The, in the letters section, Hero reports that they were re- re- previewing the magazine at the dealer convention, where they gave away copies of Batman number 9, Daredevil number 1, Amazing Fantasy 15.
1: Wait, 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 you, wait. wait, wait. They- Amazing Fantasy 15.
2: Whoa. Come on. Are you kidding me? Nah. Get get out of here, bro. This is crazy. They obviously had the money to
1: burn. Definitely, definitely. Now, look, here's the other thing. So, like, just for sending in letter art, right, you draw a picture on your envelope, you send it in. For the first issue, for the first, I don't know how somebody found out you could even send in a letter to the first issue, but they gave that guy a copy of The Incredible Hulk number 1 from the 60s with a gray Hulk on the cover. That's That's crazy. crazy. Bro. Look, they know who they got to go after here. They say, "Quote: Even if your art is chosen as the fourth best, look, you won't get in the mag, but we'll send you two Wizard Number Seventeen Platinums." And they, oh, worthless, them down.
0: worthless. <laughs> so check this out: to win the Eric Larson art, you had to draw like a sketch of Eric Larson as a GI Joe action figure. That's you know, that's so random. But I'm a huge gi joe fan i love gi joe i love ice cream soldier bonsai toll Airtight. those are my guys and the street fighter figures ah oh, th- there's never been a better oh action yeah and that blanca
1: line. he looks so good as a tiny little oh.
0: figure and the Chun Li and the Ken. you know everything you know this is my kind of contest this is what i want there's an ultraverse contest which is by jam man that's
2: totally something i'm stoked for bro where you could win the original Three Ultraverse comics, Prime, The Strangers, and Hardcase, with full holographic covers and other prizes. What? Holographic covers and prizes? They're crazy. And by sending in the postcard saying you wanted to win, no ridiculous trivia contest here, bro. Look, like those questions were ridiculous in that stupid wizard magazine. You just, nuts. just
1: go over there to the corner store, you get a saw a postcard, you send it in, and then yeah, you the win nickel, it. And like you
2: buy a postcard, and you get a one cent penny, and you just mail that thing in a postcard. Boom.
1: So speaking of cards, you could win a complete set of Marvel Universe Series four cards, including the ultra rare Spider Man Super super 3d card plus a havoc hologram limited to just one thousand cards so to enter you just had to send in a postcard telling skybox which characters you wanted to see them create as a special chase card for the next round so who would you guys choose who are you going to choose dude that's super Uh, 3d super 3d who do you you want to see in 3d blaze who are you going to put on that card That Spider-Man. I need that Spider-Man in 3D, bro. No, but they're saying you could choose somebody else. You could put anybody on that card, the next one, and that's how you win. Who are you going to write on your card? I got to get that Magnus Robot Fighter 3D, uh, Magnus baby. Robot Fighter. This guy. This guy, every day, back in the day, go to his house, look through his log box. It's all Magnus. I'm mean, like, who is this Mag, Magnus Robot Hunter? I don't know what this is. Uh, what about you? What about you, Kurt? Who are you going to put on that postcard?
0: Oh, NFL Super Pro, without oh, a doubt. Oh, Super Pro! I'm all about the, the football, bro. Yeah. That Dan Marino, right? Dan Marino. Oh, oh, he, I love him on that team with the Dolphins. Jerry Rice. So good. He's a football player. Did you know that? <laughs> oh. He plays football. And Joe Montana or Namath or whoever. Oh, so All, good. The Joes. All the Joes. All oh, you know, the Joes.
1: You know who I got to put on there? Joe.
0: Any guy named Joe.
1: How come on the holograms they never did an Aunt May hologram? You gotta see Aunt May in 3D, baby. You know, maybe she's f- giving you some wheat toast or whatever. What does she feed him over there? It's crazy. Aunt May hologram, please. Every yeah. wrinkle, I want it. <laughs> so yeah, so to
0: win the Silver Surfer number one comic, you had to draw a cover of Hero Magazine with your favorite characters, which is a way better prize than anything Wizard gave away in their amazing art contest, which sucked. Uh, if you like Silver Surfer, that is. Just not my thing. What was he? What was his comic book again? What, where did he debut? Ah, uh,
1: Silver Surfer. All right. Uh I think he might have been. You know, like back in the day, they had all those weird groups. was like Charlton. He might have been a Charlton guy, and that's why he was such a big deal. As
2: long as he, long ever, as he did wasn't in that, that, in that, like Moon Knight. Wasn't even that Moon Knight game? Might be a Moon Knight. I don't know. I read a lot of comics. That.
1: I just thought not uh, Silver Surfer. He, he wasn't my thing either.
0: As long as he wasn't in that terrible Fantastic Four comic. Yeah. Ugh.
1: I had the toy, that though. The I didn't know who he was, but I had the toy. It was, like, shiny. It was cool.
0: Yeah, he had a surfboard, so, you know,
2: I, I'm okay. It's all right. You know, I didn't I mean, that's book, probably
1: but... what inspired you to move to California, right? We're growing up together. And then you're like, I got to get out. I got to get on the waves. Bro, I got to get those waves. Boom, boom. But you, but you kept the accent. I did. It's hard to break
2: it. Once you're in Jersey, the Jersey stays in you forever. It's burned in your body but you gotta still those waves bro in the california sun oh they love that jersey talk though bro gtl baby bada bing boom
1: Look, here's the thing, though. When you look through this magazine, even in the price guide, it was packed with giveaways. Like, every page of the price guide, they had a new contest. And they made them so easy. You could win a Daredevil number one by answering three trivia questions, a Venom number one black edition by just setting in a postcard with the name of Venom's alter ego. Come on. Come on. And to win a Platinum Spider-Man number one? You just had to give them the name of the artist. It's on the cover of this issue. Duh. Come on. Yeah, if you could believe it, they even gave away a copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one. All you had to do, answer three questions. An even more unbelievable Mutant Comics giveaway? You could win a copy of Uncanny X-Men number one. Whoa. Just by answering the question, how old will the X-Men be on their 30th birthday? You guys figure that one out? 30 baby 30 oh yeah 30 oh you got it you got it see you could have won you could have had it man can you believe these guys are here out there just they want to give it all away where where did they get these comics they fall off the back of a truck i know a couple of guys maybe so here's the thing
0: this issue came out before the reign of superman storyline ended so hero invited artistic people to send in their concept drawing for a new superman costume design and they will give you super prizes and, like, knowing them would probably be a copy of Action Comics number one. I mean, why not? Give it away. They got everything. Uh, speaking of historic number one issues. The big
2: giveaway in this issue, bro, is a scratcher card contest where all three images of Spider-Man heads match. You can win a near-mint copy of the amazing Spider-Man number one in addition to a bunch of other platinum and gold special edition highly collectible comics of the death of superman bro what that's crazy McFarlane spider-man image comics and more all that for scratching a card it was a comics lottery bro we're gonna scratch it off at our youtube channel so you can link it up and get
1: on that social media heroes comics pod bro yeah that you we get we're on the youtube you've ever leave we're on the youtube you want to see us look maybe we can still win maybe we, we can still win the 4k on youtube bro
2: 4k oh Whoa. yeah
1: you know here's the thing right we, we got to throw it over to kurt now we, we just mentioned his name we got to take some time with his favorite artist in the mcfarlane minute
0: I'm, like, so excited to talk about Todd McFarlane. I call him God McFarlane. That's how much I love him. (laughs) Yeah. So Wizard only managed to get Todd McFarlane after he had already left Marvel. So by the time that magazine hit shelves, the interview in in their first issue about Todd working on Spider-Man was, like, way outdated. But Hero got Hot Rod Todd when he had the number one book on comic store shelves. Come on. They obviously had some sway. Anywho, the Toddster explains... I think anybody that does an image book and then has to go somewhere else is going backwards. Right. In terms of getting that quality paperwork and printing and computer gener- generated colors, we are the major league. And with any other company, you have to take less. Yeah. It's like, you know, image is major league and wizard is major league three back to the minors. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's totally how it is. So plus Todd calls out the haters who say he and the image guys are like just about the money. And he says, if they took every single dollar I've ever made and every single interview and all the fame and all the fortune, if I just became Todd the Schmo again, I still would be doing comic books. That's why you got to love this guy, right? He's all about drawing comic books. And even though he hasn't drawn a comic for, like, 30 years, you know, it's where his heart's at. Right, guys? I mean, he's got a toy empire to run. Totally, bro. Totally. Like, my heart's totally in football. I love the teams. I like that one team. Dude, with the jerseys on,
1: bro. You, you, you gotta love the
0: Jets. Come on, you still
1: you still rocking the Jets, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, the Jets. That's my team. You know, even though I left the East Coast, I like those uh, Jets from New York. But, and green jerseys, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are the ones. You know, I, I I hate to say this. It sounds like a like a humble brag, but I could have gone pro. You know. You I should, was thinking about it. You should have, bro. You,
1: you, 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 you guys should have seen him back in the day. He was off the charts.
0: Dude, he could have uh. thrown that pigskin
2: like 90 yards without even keeping his eyes open. He just was like throwing it, lying down. Joe Montana, look,
1: Joe Namath, Kurt, you know? Dude,
2: he makes Patrick Mahomes
0: look like kindergarten, bro. Kindergarten. Stop it. Stop it. I mean, keep going, but stop it. You know, I could have gone pro, like I said, but my wife inherited a vegan Vietnamese pastry shop from her parents that we have to run so you know sometimes things take priority and because of that i totally get what todd's going through of course he wants to draw comics but sometimes you know running a business is just the priority
1: you know what's he supposed to do yeah i mean these guys they were businessmen right they were artists but then they had to be businessmen they struck out on their own those image guys change the the world he's
0: the Todd father
1: you know it you know it now speaking of image all right you guys know you know back in the day I had to have my image books you know and one of the best on, on on the stands at the time was the savage dragon by Eric Larson so I'm inviting you all into the dragon's den You like that? It's a little, whoa. All right. So did you know Eric Larson got his break doing a fanzine with his buddies and a guy publishing something called Megaton Comics. I I don't go for that indie stuff. They asked him to do the art for a book called Vanguard, where uh, Savage Dragon actually debuted. Then he worked for Marvel and DC, you know, but they wouldn't let him do his thing. So Rob Liefeld called him up and he asked if he wanted to do a book over in Malibu which Larson says, you know, quote, it is before it was called Image. You know, they were they were working through this Malibu, and uh, the rest is history. I mean, you've got to love Rob, man. He's always thinking about original ideas and how to bring other people on to give them credit, get them in the spotlight. You know, you know. I don't get people to talk bad about him. I mean, I, Image was his idea. And then Lawson ended up being the second person to jump on board. Now he's got Savage Dragon doing a crossover with uh, TMNT, Dangerous Ninja Turtles, at this yeah. time. They're talking about that, you know? It's, it's all thanks to Rob. It's all thanks to Rob. And when asked about uh, people taking shots at creator own comics like Image, you know, Larson says, it's the people coming out, writing columns, writing letters, acting like they know what's going on. They never bother to talk to us. Some of them have our numbers, even. You know, it's, it's kind of like, the, it's almost like he's talking about, you know, Twitter back in the day. That's where the letters, and then nowadays, mm-hmm. that's what Twitter is now right so anyway take that wizard you just got burned by the dragon or at least the creator of the dragon all right you're gonna unleash the dragon now whoa well look out look out because lawson says he does it for the fans quote those are the people i'm working for Those are the people buying my books. See, Liefeld's all about it too, man. I mean, it doesn't matter how long you have to wait for his books to come out. Two, three, six months. They're always worth it. You're waiting for it. It's like Christmas. You just gotta wait. And anybody who's criticizing Rob, they're just jealous. They're just jealous. He's a comics fan. And he deals in facts. Rob's only a jerk to those who don't give him the credit he deserves. Just look at the facts. He's gonna tell them to you. And then you'll know the truth about comics history, all right? He created Deadpool, you know? And Cable. They're the most popular Marvel characters ever. And Rob created them all by himself. So Marvel should make a statue of him in their lobby, put it next to a Stan Lee statue. They owe everything to those guys, all right? Anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. They they don't cover Liefeld in this issue. You know, Liefeld is a legend. Liefeld is Lord, you know? I love his stuff. I got all the Youngbloods. I got it all. So anyway, Eric Larson, he's good too, I guess. So what's up next, please? Well, you know,
2: it's well documented that I am a valiant freak, bro. It's like it's like science, bro. It's me, valiant, and science, bro. Without doubt.
1: I guess I never got it myself, but I know you you love it, dude. Dude, the, you, you can't even begin.
2: I can't even tell you. It, I go on for days talking about valiant. the just the storytelling alone, the history with Magnus Robot Fighter. Dude, please, he's he's a monster. He could take down Superman, he take down everybody, bro. He just fights robots all day, fighting that human freedom of North Am with the A-1, dude? Come on. And his girlfriend, dude, Legia? Whoa. Yeah, you know what you're talking about, obviously. Whoa, obviously, dude. How could I not, bro? Come on. People talk about hot toys, you know, they, they gotta do a Magnus Robot fight a hot toy, bro. Dude, I Ten of those, dude.
1: You guys have fun with that. You guys have fun with that. That's not for me. You know, I'm waiting for the young blood, hot toys. I'll take those. You know, I hopefully need- a brigade. At least like some of the guys for brigade,
2: dude. I need Magnus. I need Leisure. I need Exo Manowar, bro. Could you imagine an Exo Manowar armor? Take that Iron Man stuff and throw it in the garbage. Just get that that. Man war Hot Toys. Oh, boom. That'd be crazy, dude. Holy cow. Full naked version, too, dude. Just go balls out. Nuts. Just go
1: crazy. Dude was ripped. So, he was ripped. What do you want to say?
2: Such a cool character. Makes total sense in the comics world. He's like the most clear-cut continuity i ever seen in my life, dude. It's unreal. And that armor... Holy cow. It's like spaghetti all over him and rock hard. It's awesome, dude. It's crazy. Iron Man, they just cover his face. This guy, he gets his face out there. He wants the world to see that I'm of War. You can see my face, bro. Come on. That Iron Man's a wimp. He don't know what he's talking about. Come on. And being a barbarian, but then being a billionaire? Like, what? That's crazy. Give me a break. That's nuts. This guy is awesome. He's like blows your mind every time you read it i can't put the book down when i pick it up it's just (laughs) bananas you know i could talk all day as i'm going on crazy right now about this world of valiant so let's dive into the valiant vault bro valiant news at this time is the second life of dr mirage he makes that dr strange look like a wimp dude he's like nothing compared to dr mirage i mean the cover of the first issue of hero illustrated is an enhanced version of dr mirage number one you like getting two dr mirages in one this cover man it's nuts come on with the cover by bernard chang dude he was like jim lee on steroids
1: you better watch it though i mean jim lee i mean he's kind of like he's right up here bernard chang i don't know that name oh you like him you like him i'm just saying give jim lee respect a little respect you know bernard chang is like on the on the paramount he's like he should be
2: on the mount rushmore of comic covers dude please get out of here he's crazy hero interviews the valiant editor-in-chief bob layton about dr mirage who says I wanted to expand beyond the current comics reader, something that would really push the envelope and appeal to a group of long forgotten people in comics. Female readers, bro. Come on. Get out of here. You got to get them female readers back in the 90s. They had all these guys with the spikes on the shoulders and all those other places. But Valiant was all about getting the people to read the books, dude. That's what it's all about. And that's why Valiant is so great, man. They were just like always like leading people. They were like the frontiersmen. They're going out west first. They're breaking down the, you know, they're like the Lewis and Clark of comics. they just discovering new lands, bro. They're but like, what do you love them? You went out west, Valiant, they're taking it out west. Dr. Mirage is a Chinese-American parapsychologist with a hot Brazilian wife, and a business partner named Common, bro, who kicks butt. Mirage gets killed by Master Daku. Come on, like, Daku is, like, nuts, dude. <laughs> Daku, and comes, yeah. Dude, Master Daku, he kills him, bro. And then he comes back as an immaterial ghost. What? What? Are you, are you crazy? Who thinks of this stuff? Like, I would need, like... 10 pounds of weed to get so high to figure this out, bro. It's crazy. I don't even know. So now, he and his wife, you know, the ghost and his wife, bro, like, they're just like chilling out and doing their thing and trying to stop Master Doku and all his powers and kicking butt and taking names like crazy with their kick ass fighting skills, dude. It's just boom getting that money paper it's it's all like ghost meets xena warrior princess or something dude it's just off the chain it's crazy people forgot how hyped this book was i still have mine i got like three copies yo i got them boarded bagged autographed
1: you name it i got graded the whole thing it's a good read dude get it hey more power to you that's your thing that's your thing so so this is like we're talking about these these all these they cover the good stuff obviously we're passionate we love it we can't get enough of it here but you know there's the other part of the magazine so kurt you tell us why were people picking up hero illustrated
0: well for their price guide of course magneto's money magnet oh Come on, like, Hero Illustrated didn't just call around at the same couple of stores every month to figure out the values of, of the comics they listed, unlike, you know, uh, other people we know. Uh, the Hero team, like, admitted to spending thousands of hours calling dozens of retailers to get it right. I mean, they really did their homework. Hero was impartial, especially since they didn't own a comic book store like Garab Sheamus over at Wizard, you know? He was just trying to inflate the price of those books so that, so that so he could get rich
1: selling Warriors of Plasm number one for 50 bucks a pop. Yeah, that's how they did it. That's how they do it. You know, you, you got to watch out because, you know, these people, they run in a magazine. They just, they just try to make the money for themselves. They, they sell the magazine. They sell the comics. It was it was all a ruse, man. They knew what they were doing. And look, I paid $50 for Warriors of Plasm number one. OK,
0: I'm a little ashamed to admit it, but I did. So. First, we're going to give you what Wizard claims is the price of a collectible book. And then we're going to tell you what it was actually worth, according to the real magazine, Hero Illustrated. Okay, so everybody knows the early issues of Rye from Valiant were, like, the hottest books around in 1993. I mean, I still got all of them. And, and, you know, I wouldn't part with them for one guy offered me $1,000 a book. I said, no, thank you. That's too low. So now, according to Wizard, Rye number 1 was worth $30. But Hero gets, got the real story. It was actually valued at 18 Okay, maybe I was a little high. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, there's still time, All you
0: right. know? All right, I'll, whatever. Wizard was saying you could sell the rare rye number three and number four for $71 and $74. But Hero did the research, and they were only going for 22 and 32 So what's the deal, Wizard? You know what really pays. Always getting a second
1: opinion, and Heroes Illustrated had your butt covered. That's right, man. You know, that's what I'm saying. They're all about the truth. They're real journalism. Hero illustrate. they're going to report it, right? Hero, they know exactly what they want to give you. And they want to give you entertainment. They want to give you the truth. And they want to give you in the coolest way possible. So that's why we're doing this podcast. And we're so glad you're all listening to it, right? So, But that's it. I mean, we we're not going to take a uh, a year doing this podcast, all right? Heroes the Illustrated Podcast number 1 coming out every day. Every day for 26 days. There are only 26 issues and that is a shame. That's the real that's what we're trying to say here. You guys got to bring back Hero Illustrated. Whoever's out there, you got to do it. We're going to be like the serial
2: podcast for Comics Magazine. We're just going to be dropping it like crazy every day, 26 days straight. Don't miss an episode.
1: Now, uh here's the thing. Before we go, though, we want to leave you laughing like the Dice Man, you know, Andrew Dice Clay. You know, Hickory Dickory Doc. I'm not going to finish it right now, you know what I'm saying? But, but just to show how much funnier. Hero Illustrated was that wizard with the humor for the real comics fans. All right, here's the top 10 team ups you'll never see. (laughs) Top 10 team ups you'll never see. All right, take it away. Number 10. Morbius and Buffy the
0: Vampire Slayer. Come on, crazy! Come on, but they they, they, are like
1: oil and water. They don't go together. All right, uh, number nine, Mars Blackmon, an ambush bug. Like you got to go deep to know that. We know what that is. We're not gonna tell you though. That's a deep
2: cut right there. That's deep cut. Deep cut, dude. The next one. Oh my god, it broke me. The Grim Reaper. and Captain Crunch. (laughs) It'd be like the Grim Crunchy Reaper, bro. It'd be
0: nuts. Who thinks of that? Who thinks of that? Oh, man. It'd be be delicious. Number (laughs) seven, The Flash and Mr. Know-It-All.
1: That totally makes sense, because The Flash is fast. Mr. Know-It-All, I guess he thinks fast. He's got a motor mouse, probably. It'd be like The Flash and the Belvedere together. It'd be crazy. Alright, number six, The Living Tribunal, and you're Brenner. Because, you know, Westworld? I don't Westworld, know.
2: the Magnificent Seven, bro? Come I'm going
1: to that that one's over my head. But it's I, like, I trust them that they are just smarter. Like, I had more to learn. They, they just know. They they got those deep
2: cuts. They got the inside scoop. Like, number six, number five here, bro, is Batmite and Victoria Principal.
1: She don't like those interdimensional imps, I guess. Like, no. What what <laughs> actress would? You know, you're a hot actress. This guy comes in with a bent-over bat ears on his cowl. I mean, what? No way. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Uh, number four is Venom. And, um, well, he'll team up with
1: anybody. When you say ah! true? They, get they it. just nailed it. Of course he will. <laughs> All right, uh, number three, Professor X and Scooby Doo. Yeah, that that ain't going together. I mean, what's <laughs> Professor X, I love you, Professor That that's not gonna happen. That can't happen. It's impossible. Impossible. Number
2: two, though. Oh my God! It's like they could see the future. These guys. It's Thanos and Aunt B. Can you believe that? Like, they knew all the way back then Thanos was going to be a big deal. They make him number two with Aunt B. What? That's crazy.
1: I tell you what, though. Aunt B puts on a hood and, like, a skull mask. Thanos is all about it. He's all about
2: it. And she's like B. Arthur, bro. And with, like, a hood. (laughs)
0: She's like B. Arthur meets Mask of the Phantasm. Holy cow. Mm. So, number one is Josie and the Pussycats and Spam. Boom.
1: No. They don't go well, come together. On.
0: What's funnier than spam?
1: Nothing. And those Nothing are my funnier. girls, Josie and the Pussycats, with it Jay. Widded Jay. I got all their digests. I got them in my long box. I don't care. They don't fit with everything else. That's alright. I like a little leopard print. I'll go for it, you know? It's kind of my thing, I'm just saying. So, we hope you got a laugh out of that. You know the truth now. And uh until next time, keep your long box neat and sorted. hey april fools everybody oh there's no heroes the illustrated podcast no you tuned in to wizards the podcast guide to comics you should feel safe you're back in our arms we're here to give you our brand of outdated secondhand comics journalism it's what we do. I don't know if we're in their arms either. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now they're in our arms. We're keeping them safe. We're we'll be canceled before we know
0: it. <laughs> we, will you start selling
1: the Hero Illustrated t-shirt on your uh, T-Public page now? I, I think it's only fair. Yes. For the, the one Hero Illustrated fan. It's. I mean, it's not the worst magazine.
2: I mean, it's, it's, you know, I'm just trying to figure this out. Like, how did they get the money to give away all these things? Or were they really giving them away? Was it just baloney? Like, I don't understand it.
1: I mean, that 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 is like a, a strange factor this, right? Because, yeah, if if you look at what they were literally promising, like, even on the polybag of the first issue, you know, it says you could win an Amazing Spider-Man number one. They had already given away Amazing Fantasy 15. You said did letter art, and you win the Incredible Hulk number one? Come on.
2: Like, it's crazy. I mean... I think, honestly, if they made these kind of promises, they just burned out of all their money in 26 issues. They're like, we can't afford to keep giving
1: away these prices. That so has this, to be it. I mean, that that like, how, it. Yeah. how how could they have stayed in business, giving away that much stuff all the time? And so here's the thing, though, guys. So this issue has a July 1993 cover date, Hero Illustrated number one, but uh, it was advertised in actually the first issue of Hard Case in Ultraverse Comics, got yeah, a back cover ad here and it tells you about Hero Illustrated, The Adventure Begins, June 4th, alright? And they they tout themselves as a new breed of comic book magazine and they list everything they're giving away right you know so everything that we went through talking about what was available and so the question that i have for you guys is when did you first encounter hero magazine michael i gotta start with you did you ever encounter hero magazine
2: i encountered it today when you reminded me that you mailed it to me and i went in my stack of wizard magazines and found it there
1: and pulled it out. Okay. <laughs> that was your first exposure. Literally the first time I ever knew it existed. Today. <laughs> and just so you know, yeah, I sent this to Michael like six months ago. This is a plan <laughs> that I've had for so long wanting to do this episode. I just wanted to have some fun, goofing around with Hero Illustrated. But I know that Michael on that far end of never knew it existed, Steven on the other end of the spectrum. What can you tell us about your experience, Steven? I genuinely loved Hero
0: Illustrated magazine, and I was buying it around the same time as Wizard. I think, you know, obviously Wizard was my favorite, but I really liked Hero. I really liked what they had to say, and I was buying it off the stands at Powerhouse Comics in, like, my hometown. And my best friend in middle school had a subscription, and so I'd go to his house and read Hero Illustrated. He didn't subscribe to Wizard, but he subscribed to Hero. Wow. So I was completely into it. I loved it.
2: (laughs) So totally funny thing. I'm op- I'm looking at this magazine. Like I said, I just opened it out of the plastic today, and it came with a postcard to sign up for a subscription. I kind of want to just mail it because it says no postage necessary to this <laughs> P.O. box in Boulder, Colorado, and see what happens. Hey, this is actually for a it's actually for a contest prize, and oh. uh, you can win art uh, RSC 200 is this month's contest, and you got to fill out a bunch of questionnaires and some of that. And then the I'm trying to see if there's
1: a I'll come back. That's interesting, Michael, because mine didn't come with any of that. So that, that that's weird. That like one would be packaged with and one without. Now for me, Hero Illustrated, yeah, I definitely I know I picked up a few issues. I specifically remember one that had the mask on the cover and he was flying at the reader, you know. So I know that's uh, my Steven, favorite.
0: That's my favorite issue. Yeah, and oh, and mostly because it has coverage of Toy Fair '95. Yes, very in depth coverage, including like all these pictures of the, of the Batman Forever toys.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those pictures and they were so cool. I loved that issue. And then I also had another one that was a Keith Giffen cover that had his trencher character that had briefly been an image, and then it was getting like relaunched at a different publisher. And so I remember those covers. But specifically, what I what cracked me up is I, I remember seeing the first issue of Hero, and I may have had it because, but I know what I definitely had was the Batman Grendel ashcan that came. With it, because like my twelfth birthday, I, I invited some people over, and I had this one guy who was just like an acquaintance, but I invited him to the party anyway, and he was trying to like get in my good graces. He knew like comics, so he came in, and his gift to me was the batman grendel ashcan, and i was like i know what you're pulling i know that was free in an issue of hero illustrated like i'm in the comic <laughs> shops like it's so i was just like i was like oh yeah thanks and i was just like so mad i was like he didn't go oh, to the man. store and buy me an action figure he gave me his free comic like i was pretty upset about it
2: totally off topic though like i'm going through this magazine and there's an ad for game boy and they're advertising bonk's adventure and i'm oh. like yes i love bonk's adventure <laughs> i love that game I mean, I knew
1: that was on TurboGrafx-16. I didn't know they had a Game Boy port. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But, yeah, but, like, but that's the thing about Hero is it's so interesting how clearly, clearly they ripped off Wizard, like, 100%, to the point where they're taking jabs at Wizard throughout the entire magazine. They are just making fun of Wizard, saying, we're doing Wizard better than Wizard, essentially.
0: And Wizard never really commented on it in their magazine.
1: Right. They they just kind of ignored it. And speaking of which, we recently had our Wizard Files interview with Brian Cunningham, who was an editor at Wizard for 15 years. And so I asked him his thoughts on on Hero Illustrated when it debuted and uh, here's what he had to say so Brian very curious to ask you what was your take on Hero Illustrated because if anybody has not read a Hero Illustrated and I'm sure they haven't in many years there's no bones about it they 100% ripped off the wizard format from top to bottom they were trying to buy the readers loyalty with expensive giveaways I mean they were literally giving away like Incredible Hulk number one they were giving away you know like these crazy crazy collectible comics like even in the promotion they gave away an amazing fantasy 15 you're like huh amazing spider-man number one and then they mocked wizard insulting you guys in the magazine what are they doing giving away an autographed copy of their own magazine and i think hero even won the best new publisher of the year from diamond distributors the year they premiered after you guys had won it like two years in a row so very curious did you as an editorial staff? have any concern about hero illustrated coming on the scene pushing you out of the number one spot did they have a vendetta did you know them like what what was the attitude when
3: hero showed up we didn't know them when we first saw i want to say it was the solicitation because their solicitation for their first issue was several pages and i think it was one part alarm and, and one part amusement, we didn't know whether to be flattered or, you know, we weren't sure what to what feel, but we knew one thing for sure is that, regardless of whatever this new magazine was trying to do and it looked like they were trying to capitalize on some of the things that had made wizard successful that we were not going to let that stop us from being us in fact we were (laughs) in fact we were going to put more of us into into the magazine than than ever before to make sure that whatever you get from wizard versus hero would be a a unique experience for wizard and you know doubling down on kind of what made us successful in the first place so uh, and, and i think you know it bore out that way uh, there, i will say one thing about hero i am envious of their uh, i think it was their sixth issue they did a marvel's cover uh where alex Ross did uh, the amazing fantasy 15 riff in, yes. the, in marvel's style uh-huh. and i i am i am rather envious of that i thought that was a really cool cover i, I was really pleased but I, I do think our first Alex Ross cover actually was the two covers. It was a triple gatefold, Marvel Heroes and Marvel Villains, was another, right. which there's a funny story behind that that particular cover is that I think Pat just called up Alex out of the blue, asked him if he wanted to do a gatefold, just a, a gatefold, two-panel two cover with the Marvel villains, and Alex jumped at the chance. He was so excited to do it, and he did it. And then we got it in, and we were all drooling over it. And then Pat's like, you know, we should really do a triple gate full that with all the heroes and the villains. I wonder if he'd add another panel to the villains piece. And he called up Alex. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I, want, I have this idea. And I, what, what do you think? And Alex was like, yeah, that's awesome. Let's do it. And you would never know that the villains piece was once only two panels and alex alex outdid himself on the villains one but anyway back to hero
1: (laughs) well speaking of which let me me ask you this so yeah obviously you guys always very strong on your cover game but then you know there were at least one staff writer and i'm sure he was freelance so he wasn't really a staff writer that one contributor to wizard in the early days for the first few years doing the hollywood heroes was andy mangles and he jumped ship to hero if i remember correctly like he
3: started writing their hollywood column do you recall that oh yeah that's right oh well, andy andy was really great at that i mean uh, because he also came to us from I, I want to say either comic scene or amazing heroes or mi Possibly both. I mean, Andy came in with a pedigree in other publications. So, you know, that that wasn't unusual back then. You know, and if, you know, he found another audience through Hero, then more power to him. But yeah, so as,
1: you know, the short-lived career of Hero Illustrated continued on, I, I assume at a certain point it was just like, oh, they're not on the stands anymore. And you're like, okay, well. Just keep at it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think if Hero tried to carve out their own identity, you know, this is me playing Monday morning quarterback, of course. Mm -hmm. But if if, if Hero tried to cater to an audience that Wizard wasn't catering to and the Comics Journal wasn't catering to, they may have found more success rather than trying to win over the wizard audience. But who can say? I mean, you know, 2020 hindsight. In the end, it didn't work with what they were trying to do. It just didn't work.
1: So wasn't that interesting? Didn't you guys think that was kind of cool? Like, I mean, he was, he was diplomatic about it, but he made a, a strong point, I felt. Definitely.
2: Yeah, totally, without a doubt.
1: Yeah, just like from, from the perspective of if Hero had taken a different tack, Right? Like if they had figured out a different angle. To create a comics magazine, because that's what made Wizard original is oh, we're kind of doing it a little differently than everybody else. But when you just take the same formula, and Brian in his interview is like, well, there was no formula. But I mean, Hero to Here is saying, we saw the Wizard formula and we tried to duplicate it and we were unsuccessful, or we were only successful for a time until the Flash wore off. But I mean, like everything in here, they want people to submit cover art, right? They have a card section, they have a toys section. They have a video game section they have contests and giveaways like interviews like even the format the organization of everything is is identical so i'm just curious like in your mind guys what could hero have done differently what would be a different take on a comic book magazine
2: figure out how to use the internet before
0: wizard did oh there you go of course you say that the
1: guy with the
0: <laughs> coolest internet setup in the world. I wish I had the coolest. Let me tell you, I'm not even there yet. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I have to say, it was not unlike Mad Magazine and Cracked, where they were kind of doing similar things. Yeah. Cracked had Sylvester P. Smythe. Mad had Alfred e. Newman. They both had parodies of movies and TV shows. Like, I liked what Hero was doing. I hate to be... <laughs> <laughs> that guy. I enjoyed it.
1: I really did. Well, it, it, it in a way, I mean, it was like getting Wizard twice a month. So if you wanted to buy both, you know, like, y- you could just get coverage from a slightly different perspective plus better prizes. <laughs> Literally, like, the packets in Hero were above, you know, what Wizard was offering at the time, because really, they just stuck with trading cards for the most part for all the years that Hero was in business. And so the, the thing that was missing, and again, to Brian's point, was in my opinion the sense of humor and the point of view that wizard had because it's like like in this first issue they get a Todd McFarlane interview just like wizard did in their first issue but it's really not that interesting an interview it's not funny and like like we'd read that top 10 list that top 10 list makes no sense none. they just put no, two none. random things together they would never be together yeah because they're unrelated you know like <laughs> uh,
2: and I, I also got to point this out speaking of top 10 lists they have a hot hero top 10 list and the image valiant deathmate prologue is the number one book <laughs> number one <laughs> above all above everything else that's the top thing they even
1: had yeah, the other top 10 image heroes and villains so they were image heavy for sure spawn was number one of course they talked about shadow hawk and they're like looks like he's from robocop meets the flying nun rad <laughs> <laughs> we're cool guys we say rad i just want to point out that hero illustrated made
0: me very cool for like five seconds of my middle school yes. as we said in the beginning they actually did publish my artwork in seventh grade. I sent them art and I sent wizard art and hero published it and wizard did not. And I remember my friend's brother was like, uh, Oh, your friend that comes over here, he's uh, he's in hero illustrated this month. And then he told me in school. And so then I had to like, my local comic shop was sold out of hero. So my dad had to go to the, to the, like a comic book store in the city and buy a hero magazine. <laughs> so just to make my dad go into a comic book store by himself, and ask for something, I'm pretty, you know, pretty impressed by Hero.
1: (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome though yeah i love that you exactly. have that personal connection there that's so neat because yeah how many of us took hero that seriously right here's one thing i wanted to bring up though so you know talked about their trading card section they had it they actually covered things in a different way now they didn't have a trading card price guide uh, i mean they, they did but it, it wasn't as extensive as wizards it was just kind of like well here's the ones that are worth you know looking at and here's the prices but they brought up a very unique perspective which is especially in this day and age this is for all you collectors out there that are trying to hop on this trading card train that's going on That are becoming collectible right now they brought up the fact that quote one of the best subsets that is extremely difficult to complete if it's possible at all is the toy biz variation of the skybox marvel universe and x-men cards these cards were contained in the packaging of x-men action figures and were taped to the blister card the first series of x-men action figures only had the cards of the nine different action figures with a two-color Toy Biz logo on the back, while the second series of action figures contained all 100 X-Men cards with a gray Toy Biz logo under the text on the back. There were other differences between the Toy Biz variants and the regular issues as well. The first series, in addition to the logo, also had a different color background on the back and no Did You Know section. The card is also not numbered in the upper right-hand corner like the regular issue. It also features an Impel logo, which the regular issue also produced by Impel or Skybox does not have other minor differences in the card are the absence of the marvel logo where the card number is on the regular set and the indicia and the plug for marvel universe series 2 cards and so they go on they said considering that each of the figures retails for about seven dollars the total cost to get the entire set would be 700 dollars in 1993 so if you could offer that now just imagine how much that most rare subset if anybody set out to accomplish that would be worth when when they're already going for hundreds for a complete set so hero got some good info for us all these years later so, Michael, what else are you seeing there as you're flipping through? Again, this is your first time looking. This is my maiden voyage on this thing.
2: Um, <laughs> you know, there's a, honestly, it's, it, if you gripped if you off the cover, I wouldn't know the difference between the two books, to be honest with you. like Really and truly, they feel very, very similar. I, I think that there's more interesting ads at, in times, so or like they're promoting different things, which is kind of cool. I don't know, some of these things that they're promoting, some of the comics that they're talking about, we haven't even heard about in Wizard at all. There's this page for Donna Matrix from Digital Comics Reactor, and I've never heard of this book before, I've never seen this. Yeah, it's like totally CGI, it looks like. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. That, That was kind of cool. You know, the thing that I'm trying to wrap my head around is where they got the money to do the things they were trying to do. And I feel like it's one of those things. They just burned all their money real, real quick and just burned it right out. It's interesting. I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's also... Is the price guide smaller than the Wizard price guide? Yeah, definitely. And it's mostly in color too. Like you're seeing color pictures of the of the of the comics.
1: Yeah, and and they have what are called hero tip little inserts that kind of give you an idea of like this is what you want to keep an eye on. Here's why. Here's the current price. So they're like spotlighting books. But the the way that they conserve space, which may have done well for Wizard, is that they actually like they say like issues three thirty five to three forty are all worth seven dollars. You know so like if there's nothing worth mentioning then they just say well these, this whole run of comics didn't have anything of note they're only worth this much money
0: i'll say that this first issue is way more professional looking than the early issues of wizard
1: very much but the template oh, yeah. was there for them that's yeah, why sure
0: too but even so like like the first pages of wizard they were almost paper
1: yeah it was like newsprint yeah
0: <laughs> yeah because yeah, i picked up i think the Batman issue, was that number five? Wolverine was three, and I think Batman was four. Okay, and, and I was like, is this, is, did someone just photocopy the Wizard magazine and put it into this, thing? <laughs> like into <laughs> Binding? But no, that was the real thing. So it, I think it looks a lot more professional than Wizard did at, at its beginning. The template the, was there. I do ahead. feel that like as the magazine went on, they did try to develop more of a style, and I think their Hollywood Heroes was really, really good. Well, you know why. Because Andy Mangle's jumped. Yeah, it was the
1: same guy, Wizard. <laughs>
0: yeah, I yeah, but at that time I was really into comic book movie news, and I was going back and forth between the two, looking specifically for Batman Forever news. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it seems like Heroes scooped Wizard, or at least got to print after they did, and got you know whatever press release it was. So that was exciting. They also had the first review of the Corman Fantastic Four. Oh. In Hero. That was the first time I read anyone who had seen it. So that was a big scoop. Wizard didn't get that one.
1: That's true. That's true. They just mocked it over and over again.
0: So this <laughs> is an
2: inter- interesting thought that I wanted to share. So did you guys ever look at or, or have copies of National Geographic as a kid? Yes. Okay. So I had a lot of them. My grandfather collected them and used to give them to me, and I had a, a library of them. And if you if you hold this book to its side, the way the binding is with the yellow... And the way the, the lettering and the month and everything is set up, it feels like National Geographic style. Like if you put it on a bookshelf and you could see it and pull it. But I think it's a little bit more thought out than how Wizard had their binding on the early issues the, uh, on the side of the book as well. Totally random thought, but I just kind of like – I looked at it. I was like, wow, it feels like National Geographic. i will will this on the side, which I thought was kind of interesting.
1: <laughs> this stole from National Geographic. <laughs> hey, steal from the best, you know? Um, one thing I yep. want to mention here, is, Stephen, you talked about their Hollywood Heroes section. Now, in this first issue, it's called The Razor's Edge, and it's not by Andy Mangels. It's by a guy literally calling himself Razor r-a-y-z-o-r okay so he's writing under a, a secret name but he's got a fun sidebar here which is max as in mad max versus the max and so they compare like they have all these statistics it's bad attitudes big bucks these guys share more in common than we thought so it's like spends time fighting in australia and they're like mad max yep the max yep but then this one's pretty funny it's like number of people max killed in all three movies 26 Number of people the Max kills in the first two issues, zero. And then it's like, number of words Max speaks in the first three movies, 1585. Number of words the Max speaks in the first two issues, 99. And then here's where the commentary comes in. Hours we wasted watching all three Max movies to count the words out of Max's mouth, five. Five hours. Minutes we spent reading the Max to count his words, 30 so anyway they're having a little bit of fun there but and I, just, I just think it's interesting the last thing is number of times max smiles at all three movies none number of times the max smiles in first issue none although isn't he sort of smiling he's got those teeth out all the time he's always grinning and bearing it
0: but those eyes say that are not smiling <laughs> so i was going through the movie news section because i obviously am obsessed with that kind of stuff and there was a piece of news that I never saw in Wizard where mm. it says both the aforementioned Spider-Man as well as Stallone's next installment in the Rambo saga may appear on pay-per-view before they break into theaters. Under a new oh. gr- agreement between the production companies Carol Co. and Cable Giant TCI, both films may enjoy an opening night debut on pay-per-view before moving into the local multiplex. Had wow. you ever heard that before anywhere? No. Oh, that's about 28 years ahead of its time. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're there now. But- yeah it was kind of interesting to read that about the spider-man movie that was never released
1: yeah and the thing that really got me super excited read flipping through this issue there was a tiny ad you know they'll do those pages where they have like the cheaper ads where they fit a few on a page and they're usually kind of a little bit lower quality not full color so there's this one we've talked about this on the show this revolutionary comics that did all these rock and roll uh biographies and things and they list here kiss the elder the official comic book adaptation now you guys probably don't know this but The Elder was Kiss attempting to do their version of like Pink Floyd's The Wall or Dark Side of the Moon it was their concept album but it was set in a medieval fantasy world uh. <laughs> and it was very highly derided even by the band because Bob Ezra the producer they're like he was like high on cocaine we should, never should have listened to him that we should do this but it says you know, that there was a comic book adaptation of that it is being promoted again to my knowledge that never came out but I see so desperately want it now. Just seeing the promo <laughs> art, I'm like, please, because for Kiss fans, it's this thing that we hold near and dear to our hearts, even though it's terrible. There have been stage productions. People have made fan films based on The oh Elder. God. yeah <laughs> we're obsessive Kiss fans. So that that was very exciting. You would never see that one in Wizard. It
0: seems like you, yeah, that's a very obsessive fan base that I. <laughs> I, I don't understand that fan base at all. Not no. at all. And I'm sorry, Gene Simmons just seems like the biggest asshat in the universe.
2: Oh, always has
1: been, always will be. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately (laughs) overall though as we close out here i mean we we were having fun we were taking a jab at, at hero illustrated you know but steven obviously you have fond memories michael you're seeing it for the first time i'm somewhere in the middle so if you guys were looking at hero illustrated on the stand now next to an issue of wizard what do you think would you grab hero or would you grab wizard
0: i was always going to grab wizard first Just, that's the way it was. I knew Wizard was the better quality magazine, but I really loved Hero too. It it was almost like I was really into wrestling as a kid, and there was WWF magazine then there was pro wrestling illustrated magazine and then there were all these lower tier wrestling magazines and sometimes you'd be you know you'd go on a long car trip you'd pick up one of the lower tier wrestling magazines and you'd enjoy it you know you'd you'd get something out of it these were not disposable items you would keep them in your comic box for years and just you know sit on the couch and flip through a hero that you've that you've read before so I like this magazine. I'll defend it to my grave. All
1: right. but We love that. That's awesome. You brought up Mad and Cracked, Stephen. And for me, like, I collected Cracked. I didn't collect Mad. Mad seemed too popular, too, you know, well-established. Too much the man. It's the man. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> but it was also, it was a little too sophisticated for me, Mad Magazine, I felt. And Cracked played a little bit dumber. Yes. And I, I, I don't think that Hero plays it dumber, but, like, the appeal of Cracked to me you know when i was reading it was just like oh well, this is just like a little bit goofier, a little bit more fun and in that case then i think that's why i always would go back to wizard because like like i said i picked up a few issues of hero but it was giving me news it was giving me the flash and excitement of the layouts and things but it it didn't feel like they were speaking to me like they wanted to be friends with me and reading wizard was like letting you into the club and they continued that and they always kept that and from all our wizard files and interviews and things like that it has a lot to do with pat mccallum and brian cunningham and doug goldstein like the guys from the early days that really created that environment and then just put it into the pages of the magazine and so as much as i could respect what hero did they did a very good facsimile and managed to give themselves a little bit of an edge for a while i just wizard you know even back in the day as my buying habits of that period proved like it always just had a a deeper connection to me how
2: about you michael I was just thinking about this, and, you know, it's one of those things where I think about, like, Sports Illustrated versus, like, ESPN magazine, right? I was I was always more familiar with Sports Illustrated, so I always leaned that way when I wanted to buy a sports magazine. And I, I would have to assume back in the day I would have probably leaned more towards Wizard just because it was a more of a well-known name. It had, you know— things that I could connect with and stuff like that, but it also might have depended on who was on the cover. Like, if they may have had a Batman on the cover of Hero, I might have picked that one up instead if, you know, if there was an image or a Valiant character that I didn't necessarily know of on the cover of Wizard. That's kind of
1: how I think I probably would have leaned, to be honest with you. So it would have switched back and forth each month depending on who they put on there. I mean, because like, this first issue... Should... possible. Putting Dr. Mirage on the cover, I don't think was a great selling point.
0: That's not a win. No.
2: <laughs> yeah. Not a win. You know at
1: the time
0: well wizard wizard number one was spider-man in the cloak yeah yeah exactly spider-man so, versus dr mirage i mean come on
1: and i think it just it points to the fact that yes valiant was still considered like the hot new thing you wanted to see what they were doing next and what they were doing next was dr mirage so that's why they put it on the cover but right. I, I just don't think that was a good bet
2: and they must have paid a fortune for this cover because it's you know embossed like it's uh yeah
1: you could feel the character it's yeah.
2: letter it's letter press. so this must have cost a fortune with all this different paper metallic that they got going on here Mm -hmm. yeah and not a cheap issue I can guarantee that
1: but yeah so if you are a fan of Hero Illustrated like Steven if you still have many copies next to your piles of Wizard Magazine we want to hear about it so go ahead and uh, reach out to us on social media at Wizards Comics on Twitter at Wizards underscore comics on Instagram hey if you want to uh, send us your criticism for us to read on the air of why Hero is better than Wizard we'll take it you can send it to wizards comics pod at gmail.com but uh, we hope you guys are having a safe and fun april fool's day we hope that this lightened the mood for you if you got to be victim of you know a toilet-based prank guys toilet-based pranks they're never as funny as you think they are if you don't like us for some reason you can tweet us at heroes comics pod <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't exist, by the way, guys. And I did, I did all test the it. And
0: trolling. Just put it all there. <laughs> should we start it? I feel like now we should start it.
1: I, I feel like it's only fair, and we should just have it running concurrent with Wizards and just have a fake flame war. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no joke, I really do want a t-shirt now.
1: We'll see what we can do. Thank you, everybody, for listening, for checking us out. We'll be back uh, next time around with a full episode for you, getting back to the standard format. And until next time, keep your books bagged and boarded.
2: To win the... Oh, that's you. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's going great, guys. (laughs) Now, uh, speaking of cards, you know, you could win a complete set. Let me take that again. Yeah, yeah I've been The jersey doesn't fit you, huh? No, it's, like, it's kind of hard over here. A little bit of pollution in the
0: air. It must be at Newark. I don't know. All right. Are uh, we Jersey or California? Because I feel like Michael's doing
1: Jersey. <laughs> Michael's going hardcore accents all over the place. I'm all, it's all, I'm all over the place. Adam, <laughs> Adam, you were a little Boston in there for a minute, A too. little bit. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: So I was like, is he from Maine or Jersey? <laughs> trying to check the Jersey Shore boys. That's what it's like. Yeah, is. you're
1: doing good. You're doing good.
0: So to, okay, let me let me do this one, and I think I'm going to do California. <laughs> Let's see the McFarlane Minute. Should I do that again as a Californian? Go for it. The McFarlane Minute. <laughs> Tell my wife talks, but it's really mean to say. <laughs> uh, anyway, come on.
2: <clears throat> Sorry, <laughs> I'm
0: you're doing great.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: have a lemon water.
2: Yeah, I, need, I have a lemon water here. Side note, I'm looking through this wizard, this uh, hero magazine, and on, like, the second or third page, there's an ad for Mr. T and the T-Force coming no. out. In oh, history. yeah. Dude, we need to read that for the YouTube. <laughs> 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 that for the YouTube. Okay. Come on. Like, Daku is, like, nuts, dude. Daku, and comes, yeah. Dude, he comes back in an imperial
1: ghost. I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh. Daku. <laughs> Can't you. All right, now here's a, here's the a thing. <laughs> I guess that's where the show ends. No, I am <laughs> can't. Like I know it's like it's
2: like listening to like the Jerky Boys or something. I'm just, if we do the Jerky Boys, I could go all night as
1: Saul Rosenberg <laughs> in the immortal words of Stan Lee. Enough said. Mission accomplished.
2: <laughs> oh God, what the fuck was that?
1: <laughs> uh, there's no way we could have done an hour and a half of that. So no yeah. My voice is dead. My voice is totally shot. I know. We, we, we've destroyed ourselves. All you right. guys went for
0: it.
2: I was, but I wish I left my camera on because I'm like full on like throwing my arms in the air and like rolling back and forth and just like just oh my God. I was I was all in on the Jersey Californian.
0: <laughs> this has been a presentation of the Retro
2: Network.